Hello everyone and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Once I reviewed each of his works in the chronological order of publication, but Ka is a wheel. It all goes round again and here I am once more on a new phase of the journey to examine each of the endings of the works of Stephen King to determine whether or not King deserves his reputation for having an inability to successfully land his endings. The focus of the podcast will be to examine the climax, falling action, and resolution of the endings to each of his novels and break it down by character, themes, conflict, and plot to determine whether or not it meets the criteria of being an objectively good ending. I'll also weigh in on whether or not I happen to like the ending. Today, I am here to discuss bag of bones um so this is this this will be a good one to uh to talk about um in the meantime guys i want to share a couple uh itunes reviews i haven't done this in a while and it's a good reminder if you guys have any um if you've enjoyed the stephen king cast please head on over to itunes and leave a review it would really really help me out a lot so um going back to let me see um Okay, let me go to uh, Qball765, who writes, My girlfriend just got me some Dark Tower Cotet 19.net uh, hoodies for Christmas, and I'm contemplating how people say that their favorite media kept them alive. What I think they really mean is it brought them a lot of joy in hard moments when they otherwise would have been really sad. Dear Mr. Stephen King cast, I'm so happy you're doing endings, reviews now. I hope you never stop doing your thing. I have my life figured out now, finally. Um, this is Quinn. We are Cotet. Quinn, thank you so much. I'm glad that. Thank you for for listening throughout the years, and I'm glad that you uh, got a T-shirt from Katet19.net. Um, you know, longtime listeners will know that I have been um, championing championing um, Matt's um, site and product for for years. At this point, I'm currently wearing a uh, Boulder Free Zone uh, T-shirt. And yesterday I was walking around with Nazala and uh, got a couple questions around what it was. It's great. I love being in on the joke and no one else. Um, So head on over to katet19.net. Get your favorite Stephen King shirts. Um, Then I have Steve who writes, great analysis, five stars. I really like how he tells us what is happening and why it's significant. Opinions are very measured and not um, hyperbolic. so great. So he does, and then um, I'm kind of taking the task here. Pronunciation of uh, dichotomy. First episode that deals with uh, it. Um, I just pulls me out of focus when strange pronunciation happens. It's my hang up. I know. I just can't help it. Hey, it happens to all of us. Thanks for calling me out. I want to uh, make sure that I'm pronunciating uh, things correctly. All right, we have uh, the best Stephen King podcast from Red Z Rada Z. Five stars who says, I've listened to more than a handful of Stephen King podcasts, and this is one of the best, hands down, highly recommended. Thank you so much. Um, We have Tommy Costas, four stars, who writes, okay. Okay, Tommy, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to write that. Um, I do appreciate it, and for the the, the four stars that you gave. Um, Thank you, thank you. Um, We have Taylor, who writes, uh, new listener, constant reader. Uh, greetings, listening to my first of your podcasts as I type this, uh, the ending of Insomnia, but automatic five stars based on that episode list and topic formats alone. And if nothing else but to secure my frequent return to this channel, I'm writing this review to ensure I'll keep coming back for future episodes to hear if I've been shouted out. In any case, Constant Reader, love your work so far. Sincerely, Constant Reader. Taylor Mammon, you've been shouted out. Thank you so much. 
Um, we have iHeartHK who writes, Terrific! Um, this has been the best and most detailed information regarding Stephen King's books and movies. I would have given this five stars, but it always has really wordy songs playing in the background. They are fairly loud, rendering the host's narration of the book's synopsis impossible to be heard. And if that's bad enough, there's been drum beats and snoring, which I thought was my husband until I removed my earbuds. That would be my dog, who you might hear in the background right now drinking some water. Um, so I, I know it's... There's two camps um, of listeners that, you know, and rightfully so, there are people that don't want that level of life, background life, you know. I mean, podcasting is an art form, and it is um, something that is taken quite seriously. Um, many people have little, uh, you know, podcasting studios, like just in their closets, where they, they get stuff done to preserve the, the sanctity of the sound. And I don't do that. Um, you know, I squeeze in the, the time when I can, and uh, you're going to hear some, you're going to hear the life of this podcaster in the background from time to time. You know, I do try to minimize sound as much as possible. But, you know, in some early episodes, I'm sure that you could hear when I used to record in my old house in my basement, I'm sure that you could hear maybe faintly the music that my wife might be listening to or maybe friends that might have been upstairs. And you certainly can hear my furry co-hosts. Um, and right now, uh, the remaining furry co-host is, is pit-pattering around the, the kitchen, um, probably looking for old food. But um, I do understand um, I heart HK. Just thank you for taking the time to write in. I do, I have taken the, um, the criticism of the music playing along with the synopsis um, to heart, so I have stopped doing that. So so thank you so thank you for that um, I hope that you enjoy the episodes now that they don't have that portion then uh, Jay Broser writes the best podcast five stars thank you the best Stephen King podcast by far thank you very much that's um, in the words of Nick Cage that's high praise um, and then uh, the Slavis writes a podcast for the constant reader five stars upon discovering this podcast I was immediately hooked Five, ep five episodes in, I am confident in saying that this is the perfect podcast for Stephen King fans. So thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. Um, I cannot do this without you. Um, and I just really appreciate all of the support throughout the, <laughs> throughout the years. Um, hey, guys, do me a favor, okay? If you have been watching Lisey's story... Can you shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts on Lisey's story? Because I have not. And I don't know why. Maybe it's, Maybe it's because I am not a giant fan of the book. Um, may, you know, I just seem to have been busy this, this summer. Um, and I haven't really been able... Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I want to know everyone's thoughts on it so if um if you have any thoughts if it's if you if you're kind of where i am and um it's not your favorite but you think that the book has pulled a mr mercedes and has improved it for you then please write in and let me know um if you think that it's 
not as good if you've liked the book and it's not as good um, as the book please write in I just want to know what people's thoughts are I, I haven't really been I haven't really been engaging in Twitter or reading in Twitter I haven't really been looking at any reviews um, so I don't know if there's been any chatter I don't know if there's been any talk I don't know what the consensus is so I'm, I'm reaching out to you guys um, you know what, what however you feel about Lacey's story please let me know um, because I would like to, to, to dive in but I gotta be honest like I'm kind of burned on Stephen King adaptations after the stand um, so I don't know I'm kind of hesitant but uh, I you know fingers crossed I hope it's good um, for Stephen King's sake you know he loves this story and it, me it definitely means something to him and so I want to see what he sees in it and if there's another opportunity here with the Apple Plus uh, TV show then I, 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 I wish him the best and I, I hope that it's it's being um, well received but but let me know okay guys so what I'm gonna do now I'm gonna read some uh, some uh, emails which I have not been doing again um, so I'm going to to read uh, some and at any point anyone can email me at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com I love the emails so we have um, we have Matt who writes, Greetings! I've also been reading Stephen King books in order of publication to get a full scope of his macroverse. I've been reading each book and listening to the related podcast episodes after finishing each one. I really enjoy hearing your breakdowns and thought on each one. As you've probably guessed, I just finished the Tommyknockers and your review for it. When you were discussing the Easter eggs which premiered in the episode, you discussed how you believe the cameo of Pennywise suggests that the Tommyknockers is in an alternate universe to it. However, I have a different idea of why I think that it's one and the same. In it, it is stated many times that Pennywise has been in Derry for so long that he is essentially a part of Derry, or even that he is Derry. In many of his books, the concept of the dead leaving a spiritual imprint, so to speak, is very common. Overall, so I think that the characters who saw Pennywise simply saw his imprint like pictures in a book. The fact that the citizens of Haven had acquired special mental capacities, I think, adds to a theory similar to The Shining. Also, in your reasoning for why you think it's different, you mentioned that in a roundabout way, the Tommyknockers is connected to Pet Cemetery. But Pet Cemetery is also connected to Insomnia, which not only takes place in Derry, but also references the events of it and has a cameo of Mike Hanlon, which I think gives further credence to my theory. I just wanted to share my thoughts on this, and I apologize for being so long-winded. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I really enjoy the podcast and can't wait to read slash listen more. Matt, Matt, thank you for writing in. Let me... Let me um, Think about this for a second. Um, the fact that you referenced spoiler, I'm going to actually say spoiler alert for the Dark Tower series, for the entirety of the Dark Tower series, especially the final book of the Dark Tower series. So, anyone who has not read that, please do not listen to this portion. Um, you know, scrub ahead um, by a couple minutes. So, you mentioned insomnia. So, insomnia within the uh, hyper reality of the Stephen King universe is a book that was written by Stephen King that is sort of coded to assist Roland and kind of e exists n not as real, so to speak, as it or Bag of Bones. Um, you know, it is a book within the Stephen King universe, which isn't to say that the events don't take place on some level of reality within the tower, that King is just receiving the the signals and then, you know, putting it out. It doesn't make the reading experience any less real, but 
the way in which the characters exist in relation to other characters in <clears throat> the Stephen King universe. Um, it's different than the reference of, um, you know, the when um, they mention Cujo in uh, Pet Cemetery, for instance. It's it's different. So I'm not sure if Insomnia is the best text to use to prove the point, but I like what you. I, I like what you say about the spiritual imprint and the fact that they have heightened abilities, which makes perfect sense. So yes, that it definitely can be. Um, there's no reason why it shouldn't. Um, just in my reading, I kind of thought that it it didn't. Um, it was on it that they were in different uh, realities. That that's what I would say. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for writing in. Um, and at any point, anyone can write into Stephen Kingcast at yahoo.com. Um, you can follow me. Like I said, I'm not really on Twitter that much, but. Um, you know, follow me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and uh, you know, just feel free to, to send me any of your thoughts um, through any of those platforms. And as always, Stephen Kingcast at yahoo.com. Okay, guys, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to discuss the ending of Bag of Bones, but first I'm going to read my Wikipedia uh, or the Wikipedia summary. The narrator Mike Noonan, a best-selling novelist, suffers severe writer's block after his pregnant wife Joe suddenly dies due to a brain aneurysm. Four years later, Mike, still grieving, is plagued by nightmares set at his summer house in TR-90 um, in Maine. He decides to confront his fears and moves to his vacation house on Dark Score Lake, known as Sarah Laughs. On his first day, he meets Kyra, a three-year-old, and her young widowed mother, 20-year-old Maddie DeVore. Maddie's father-in-law is Max DeVore, an elderly rich man who will do anything to gain custody of his granddaughter, Kyra. Drawn to Kyra and Maddie, Mike hires John Starro, a custody lawyer for Maddie, and things start looking up. Mike begins to write again and realizes that Joe's ghost is helping him solve the mystery of Sarah Tidwell, a blues singer whose ghost haunts the house. He also learns that Joe frequently returned to the town in the year before her death without telling him. Mike begins having reoccurring, disturbing dreams and visions and realizes he shares a psychic connection with Kyra. Max and his personal assistant, Rajet, try to drown Mike, but he survives with the help of his wife's spirit. Max unexpectedly commits suicide that same night. Mike sees a pattern when he sees that local inhabitants have names that begin with C or K and learns how relatives of townspeople have drowned in childhood. While Starro and the private detective he hired are celebrating the end of the custody battle, Maddie's attempts to seduce, Maddie attempts to seduce Mike. As they are embracing, Maddie's trailer is subjected to a drive-by shooting injuring Starro and the, and, and the detective and killing Maddie. The detective is able to kill the driver and incapacitate the shooter with Mike's help. Mike then grabs Kyra and drives back to his home. The shooter's buddies try to stop them, but refuse to follow him to Sarah Laughs. Under the influence of Sarah's ghost, Mike is tormented to drown... Is that the right word? Is tormented to drown Kyra and commit suicide himself. Joe's ghost prevents him and calls his attention to the novel he began to write. In the pages, there are clues that lead Mike to discover documents Joe had hidden, among them a genealogy showing Mike's blood relationship to one of the town's families. Several families whose origin lay within the town had firstborn children with K names who were all murdered. Kyra, as a descendant of Max DeVore, is scheduled to be the next to die. The genealogy also shows that Mike and Joe's child would have been the next firstborn child with a K name in the family line. Mike realizes this must be Sarah Tidwell's curse for something that had been done to her. He leaves and searches for Sarah's grave, stopped by the ghost of several members of the old families. He learns in a vision that these men had viciously raped and killed Sarah 
and drowned her son Kido in a lake. All the K children who died were descendants of those men. Mike reaches Sarah's grave and succeeds in destroying her bones, ending the curse. Upon returning to the house, Mike discovers that Rajet has kidnapped Kyra. He follows them to the lake where Maddie's ghost appears and knocks Rajet into the water. Rajet tries to pull Mike in with her, but is impaled by the wreckage from the dock. Maddie's ghost says goodbye to her, says her goodbyes to Mike and Kyra. The novel ends with an epilogue revealing that Mike has retired from writing and is attempting to adopt Kyra. His status as a single unrelated male complicates things, and the adoption has taken a bit longer than anticipated. The outcome of the adoption is left unresolved at the end, but the reader is given hope that it will be positive. So let's talk about the ending from the point, from the climax. Um, Everything builds to the moment where Maddie is shot, and the falling action is Mike solving the mystery of the ghosts, ghost battle ensuing, um, Mike saving Kyra, Rajet dying, and the resolution being Mike in the process of adopting Kyra. So, criteria for a good ending. Does it provide an appropriate conclusion to its characters that is consistent with the characters' actions, conflicts, or themes of the book? Yes. The strength of this book is the emotional journey of the characters. You feel Mike's loss. You feel Maddie's struggle. You want to scoop up Kyra and take care of her. You shrivel in the presence of Max. The ghost stuff is just icing on the character cake. You could make the argument that if King stripped the novel of the ghosts entirely, kept the ghosts as metaphor, and tweaked it from gothic romance to custody thriller, it would be just as good, if not better. The book is incredibly effective from an emotional standpoint, and that's because of the characters. So in terms of the ending, Mike needs to be active in helping to solve the mystery of the ghosts and saving Kyra. From a thematic standpoint, which we'll get to, he exercises his grief, which is depicted here as literal ghosts. So the story is the journey of Mike through a grieving process. And that that wound is, is ripped open. Um, again at the climax when his potential love interest is murdered in front of him um and he literally has to wrestle with ghosts to come to his moment of catharsis which occurs in the resolution of the novel once he has um settled the his ghosts his trauma his grieving his loss um and the loss of the the, the, the ghosts themselves. Um, so yeah, it is a, a deeply character-based um, work. It is a character study of Mike Noonan. Um, and I you feel that catharsis at the end. You, you, you feel as though you take a deep breath at the end because you are in the mind and the heart and the body of Mike. Um, it's, this is a, it's an inc- I've said it before, an incredibly well-written novel. And um, yeah, it, it, I, I would say that appropriately it wraps up um, the character's actions, conflicts, and themes of the book. Does it successfully wrap up the plot? Huh. Specifically, do the events build upon one another with consistency? Um, so I want you guys to write in at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com and let me know what you think about this. I'm not quite sure. And this is where there are holes that you can poke holes in this current 
project of the Stephen King cast where I'm going through the endings. I am not rereading the novels, okay? I have, these are all novels that I have, you know, reread before in the past. I have reread them extensively for the purposes of the main analysis that I, I have done um, through the first go around, but I'm not rereading them again for this. I'm relying on Wikipedia, my <clears throat> thoughts, from the original review um, and my own memory. But my memory <laughs> uh, retains information better for some books than others. And unfortunately, whereas I can tell you my thoughts without needing to look at a single written word on it, on the Dark Tower, on the regulars, on Desperation, whatever, books like Bag of Bones, I struggle with a bit more. So in terms of plot, because I don't have that, that strength of memory with, with Bag of Bones as much, I, I don't know if I can speak to how well King wraps up the plot. Um, what I do remember and what did stuck out to me was the last minute inclusion of the supernatural force called the Outsider, which seems to come in from outside the story. But I would say that King does wrap up the mystery of Joe's presence in the town, the history of the ghosts, and hints at the future of Mike and Kyra. Well, there is nothing that I can think of that denies us being able to say that he wraps up the plot. He solves the mystery of why these drownings occur. He solves the mystery of the K and the C names. He reveals the truth of the, the dark history of the town. Maddie has her revenge. Um, she saves her child. She saves Mike. Um, Joe saves Mike. Mike saves Kyra and starts a new chapter. So I would say that, yeah, it does, that, that it does. It, it does the plot does build upon one another does the conclusion serve the theme symbolism motifs as i've stated before the ghosts equals grief so the death of maddie is jarring premature even something about it feels off it's too soon like we're robbed of something like the like we're robbed of the potential of something the potential of hope died before it was even born the death of that character think about that the potential of something the potential of hope before it was even born. The character simultaneously mimics the death of his unborn child as well as his wife. As the ghosts become a part of him, help to save him, as the grief he feels um, is him wrestling with the memories of those he loved. I know that the ending of WandaVision was memed to death, and spoiler alert for WandaVision, but honestly, Vision's line, what is grief if not love persevering, is potent stuff. And the ending of this novel uh, conjured that again for me. So yeah, I would say that the conclusion serves the theme, symbolisms, and motif. What's the most famous scene in the novel? Uh, does it appear in the conclusion of the story? Yeah, I would say that it does. I think that it is the, the, the shootout murder. That sticks out. Um, that scene is really, really well written. And the, the dread with the, the, the looming... Um, you know, rainstorm that that is building. It's King does it. It's it's quintessential King.
Are there other factors that we need to consider? Yeah, it's it's a vibe. Uh, this book is a it's it's definitely a mood. Um, you know, it, it is it's a gothic it's a gothic um, ghost tale romance steeped in tragedy, um, and it's one that I wanna I wanna revisit again um, and really not read it you know with the the speed that I do with Stephen King stories where I'm just like turning each page and I can't wait I want to really slow down and soak up each word and soak up each beat and each moment and just let it sit with me I think that that's the way that you're supposed to read this book it's good it's really really well well written um do I like the ending I I, I don't know I I flat out I don't know if I like it um but I will say that it's good it is an objectively good ending. Um, so that gives us this. I like 27 out of 29 endings, and 26 out of 29 endings are good. Okay, so if you have any thoughts on um, Bag of Bones, uh, hit me up at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com. Um, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, and may you have long days and pleasant nights, and I'll see you here next week where M-O-O-N spells Stephen Kingcast.